This is the Mike DJ and Doc podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome. If you have heard from us before, then you are family. Hey, welcome back to the Mike DJ and Doc podcast. Hey, what's up, Doc? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, Mike. How you doing today? Doing wonderful on this Saturday morning. And if at the time of this recording, the day before the big football game. Man, so oh, yeah. So I, I, you know I'm gonna ask you what who who you think gonna get it? Oh man, I started with the Chiefs when this question was asked back in the beginning, and I'm still sticking with oh, the Chiefs. Man. Oh, come on, let's turn this show off. <laughs> I got you. And and I and I grew up a 49ers fan, loving the 49ers when they had Dion and what they did to the Cowboys. But yeah. because of Patrick Mahomes, when you have a quarterback that's been there. Uh-huh. And and it's got that leadership credentials and got that championship spirit. It's hard to go against. That's that that's why I'm going with them. It's oh, hard to pick against. Them. And, man, and, and, you, yeah. and you write that because you know a while ago when we asked this question earlier in the yeah. year, I, you asked me who I said. I said, well, I thought Philadelphia Eagles were going to get yeah, it. Philadelphia. Yeah, Philadelphia. I tell you what, man, what a disappointment! What a yes. disappointment! I mean, straight in the toilet. <laughs> from that yes. point on, from when we talked about that, yeah, wow, and yes. and I know we go we gonna get started, but man, when I look back on what happened, what I think happened is the coordinators that they had the previous year mm-hmm. were the real guys who saw the problems when problems came up. I think the gotcha. head coach just rode the glory of it, uh-huh. and and one. You're left in that seat by yourself. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, you're not able yeah. to figure it out. I think your true leadership showed up. So right, they didn't fire yes, him. Yes, And right. they tried to bring in these other coordinators. But I think the true problem solvers went to other teams after the Super Bowl last year. That's my Man, take. Interesting. Hey, that's real. <laughs> so like the coordinator said, left. They lost their defensive coordinator and the offense coordinator. Oh, man. They both got yeah, hired bro. on to other jobs. Okay. I can't remember you, if they man. went to head coaching or whatever, but they left Philadelphia after last year. And someone rode that glory into when they faced difficulty. And as you can see, never yeah. recovered. <laughs> man. <laughs> never recovered. Yes, yes. Wow. Yes. All right. Okay. Well, I tell you what, we're going to go ahead and get started. Mm. We're, we're going to be missing uh, DJ Cornerstone today. He's out taking care of some family things. So God bless him. We're praying okay. for him. But we also have a featured guest today, Mr. Luther E. Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we're going to get into talking about what he's doing in the community and the different things that he's uh, bringing to the table here in Joliet and Will County. And we're going to get into that in one second. So we're going to start off with setting the table here. And I quote comes from General Colin Powell. Each of us is a product of all our experiences and our interactions with other people. I'll say that again. Each of us is a product of all our experiences and our interactions with other people. General Colin Powell. And basically what that's saying is, to me, is, guess what? Who you network with, who you build relationships with, determines the kind of person you can become, whether it's your parents, your neighborhood, communities, or whatever, Mm -hmm. church life, or whatever. And that determines 
how some of the decisions you make moving forward. But it also is a positive for certain collaborations that you may create that can be catalysts to move you forward. And we definitely going to get into that later on, especially with my brother uh, Luther here. You don't mind me calling Luther, right? That's fine. It's perfect. Yeah, we're going to definitely get into that a little bit later here. So, Luther, tell us, who are you? Uh, how long you been doing what you're doing? And and guess what? Uh, where have you been doing it at? Okay, well, thanks for having me on the show today. Uh, you're welcome. We're it, glad uh, to have you. When we branded to each other and you said, hey, man, we got to get together. I was like, ah, I've been told that a hundred times. No one has called me. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you uh, followed up, so I appreciate you. Who am I? Well, as you said, my name is Luther Johnson. Mm -hmm. I am a born and raised West Sider. So I was raised on the West Side of Chicago Mm -hmm. in the Austin area. I went to Steinmetz High School. Uh, Always been an avid history person. Uh, Five sisters. I'm the last of six. Five older sisters. Yeah. So I used to often say I have six moms. I was just going to say, boy, you had a challenge growing up. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, But they kept me in line, and mm-hmm. I thank them for that. Um, and so as I got older, I went to college. I went to North Central College. Mm-hmm. I played football and ran track. So I was an athlete. Um, left there, married, children's. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, I ended up in Joliet because my oldest son got into a little problem with some of the some of the local gangs at that time was mm-hmm. getting a little rough in the city so we moved out my first place out here was romeoville okay yeah and we thought hey let's try romeoville mm-hmm. and then i didn't care for the subdivision life because i grew up on the west side so we were looking for homes and i found myself moving in joliet because it reminded me of the city with a suburban <laughs> twist if that makes sense so i could walk to where from where i live at i live in a cathedral district so i could Mm -hmm. walk to a store i didn't need a car per se okay i didn't care for that suburban life um so uh, as time going on i was always a history lover Mm -hmm. and i started to uh continue to get more interested in history i started to do a civil war reenactment world war one reenacting uh that led to being put into movies. That led okay. to being asked to speak. That led to being asked to show up and give presentations at daycares, grammar schools, you name it. They, they, I was there talking about the roles that African-Americans played throughout the Great Wars. Um, and I started that in 2006. Okay. Um, take that back, 2004, all up to present day. Mm-hmm. All of them would say, where I do it, we reenact everywhere. I've been as far as Washington, D.C., as south as Louisiana. So when you say reactment, so that means you have like the actual army, the military oh, yeah. uniforms. Correct. The, uh, some of, maybe some of the weapons they Correct. had. Correct. How did, how did you accumulate some of that stuff? Hey, man, there's a lot of people who families own some of the original patterns of what the mm-hmm. soldiers wore in the Civil War and World mm-hmm. War One, World War Two. Most of the stuff is report what we call repo. Okay. But some of it is such of a good quality, it would be hard if you didn't know what you were looking at to tell if it was an original okay. or a uh, reproduction. Mm-hmm. So you just vendors out there who specialized in their hobby as far as certain clothing and weapons and mm-hmm. shoes and 
And uh, so they specialized in it. So we would purchase what you, you know, and you started learning. Mm -hmm. And over the years, I'd start buying stuff. And before you get a whole lot of it, mm -hmm. and uh, you find yourself a collector. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then, yeah. So now you say you travel and set this up because this is called History on Wheels. Correct. Now you put these displays up. Correct. Do uh, you uh, travel? Where are some of the places you've been other than Joliet? <sighs> Today on the Mike, DJ, and Doc podcast, we would like to give a big shout out to the Will County African American Business Association in partner with the Joliet Township on their thrilling event, A Day of Light, giving back to the community through service. Keep up the good work, Abba. So I've traveled to Wisconsin, South Carolina, North Carolina. We've been in D.C. I've been in Virginia, um, Harper's Ferry, Virginia. I like that spot. Um, mm -hmm. All over the globe, man. We wherever they ask us to come, we go. Where we ha we have an event actually that I would be no going to this month in uh, Aluxy, Florida. That's the same mm -hmm. battlefield that the fifty fourth Massachusetts fought on. The mm -hmm. movie Glory, the fifty fourth. Oh yeah, yeah. That same battlefield in mm -hmm. Florida is a, a reenactment that we would do every year down in Aluxy, Florida. So we travel a lot, and it's it's a it's a it's a good hobby, uh, especially if you love the history. Mm hmm. But cool. I'll tell you what, that's that's a lot. I mean, oh, that's, yeah, yeah. so that's so how long you been doing this? But how many years you said since 2004 or that's yeah, just yeah, felt about like two, moved, 2004. You moved out here. But the display, how long you been doing that? The history on wheels portion portion has only been around about six years now. So that came about uh, during the pandemic. It had got everyone was in the house. We were like, dude, right. we can't do anything. Everyone's mm -hmm. stuck in the house. And I was still being asked to travel, but it was just too complicated. You had mm -hmm. to have masks. And, and so we said, well, if we can't get to all the children, mm -hmm. then, I mean, if, we, if the children can't get to us, then we should get to the children. Mm -hmm. So my wife and I was brainstorming. She said, well, instead of buying a, opening up a museum, let's be mobile. Let's buy a, a van or a bus or a mobile home. Mm -hmm. Let's convert it and make it a uh -huh. mobile museum. Yeah. And when she said that, the light bulb went off in my head, and I said, you got it. <laughs> we, we're going to call ourselves History on Wheels. Wow. And uh, that's where the acronym HOW comes from. Mm -hmm. You probably see a lot of say, hey, how, how? H.O. Mm -hmm. dot period dot question mark. Well, how is History on Wheels? And the question mark mm -hmm. is what the how is for. It's all symbolic. If you ever saw a logo, mm -hmm. but um, that's what how comes from. Okay, cool. Well, I tell you what, uh, we're going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to get into now how it transferred from History on Wheels to now where you currently is actually okay. Okay. doing a museum. Yes, yes. We're going to transition into that. So we'll be back here in one second. This podcast is brought to you by Silver Cup Investments. Hello, and welcome back to the Mike, DJ, and Doc show, where we're talking with Mr. Luther Johnson of History on Wheels. And where we left off at, he was just explaining to us how he put this together and how they started putting in a, a mobile bus, and y'all were traveling with this display to different cities, different states, and different things like that. Now we're going to transition a little bit into how you got into Joliet and start dealing with your current situation, okay. whereas now you you going to something more stable than just traveling. 
Yeah, so <clears throat> we still do we still do the mobile portion because okay. it's dear and hard. It's you know it's, it's part of us what we are because again, we understand w- w- what's going on in today's time. Mm-hmm. A lot of children can't for whatever reasons get out of their school playground. You know, parents are frightened sending mm-hmm. their babies off to go any place. So mm-hmm. we still show up to schools and colleges and universities. However, what we currently have is pretty unique. I was in search of a location to have a African American um, program that I want to put on last year, and I went into the Will County Historical Society and talked to Sandy uh, Sandy Vasco. It's her last. She's the director of that facility, mm-hmm. and she said, "Well, yeah, we we have a space that you can host your gala, but I got a better better deal for you." So what's that? Mm-hmm. How how would you like to have a building? Wow. And I said, what? <laughs> she said, have you heard of the Cassidy House? Mm-hmm. I said, no. She said, well, it was a building that was built in 1850. They picked it up, moved it, set it on Jackson, mm-hmm. and it's been sitting there three years. We don't have the funding to remodel it. And we know your background in construction and engineering and architect and mm-hmm. all the stuff you did. Mm-hmm. we'd love for you to take a look at it and see if you want it. And just to bring our, our family up to date, this building was sitting on Jackson and Collins Street about, what, in March, tw- moved it in March 2020. Correct. And they were sitting on the corner there and they was looking for, well, we don't want to tear Demolish, this history yeah, they didn't tear down, it down because they wanted to put in a new gas station Correct. what they wanted to do. Correct. And they said, we don't want to, we want to save it. Correct. And this is the building that they offered to you in a different location. Correct. Oh, wow. They asked me, they said, hey, we own it. We don't have anything to do with it. And it's, we just don't want it to sit there and deteriorate. So she gave me the keys. I went in, I looked at it. I looked around and I shook my head. Said, Man, this is going to be a lot of work. Oh, yeah. But work never scared me. You mm-hmm. know, those who know me know that remodeling is like a passion of mine. It's something I could do in my sleep. So I went back and told her, we'll take it. And then she was elated and happy. But then all the things with taking the building comes into play. You have to get with the city. You have to get with mm-hmm. the So all the processes have to start. Were you in on the process of how they actually moved it as far as with the the, the, no. comp, the transport company, any of that? I wasn't. I, but I watched some of, it on YouTube, some of it on YouTube. And it's just like when you're watching Channel 11, they pick up them houses and they put them mm-hmm. on the truck. The same companies I did that. And I heard it took 17, 18 hours just to move that building a block, two blocks and a half. Mm-hmm. But I would tell you, the company that did it, um, and I can't say their name properly, it's Vandra something. Uh, mm-hmm. Forgive me if I murdered their name. But I saw it on online, and th- when they set that building there, and mm-hmm. I, as I was doing the demo of the building, there wasn't one crack wall. Wow. That's amazing. I actually had the opportunity to, to see it rolling on the wheels when they yeah. were, were rolling it down the street. Wow. I actually, for some reason, I was in the area. Yeah. And I seen them when they was, picked it up and then, like you said, rolled it down the road a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And it's, it was creeping along very slow, but just to see a house rolling down the street. Was, An entire it's building. It's costly, almost $400,000 to move that building. Four hundred grand. Now you can see why Thornton's was like, "Hey, look, tear that thing down." Wow, four hundred thousand. Four hundred thousand. Yes, and 
And we were like, well, if they could spend 400000 well, then donate us another 200000 to save us. <laughs> we'll take half, you know? Right. Right. So but, now you, you're currently, you're remodeling it. What has that been like? You know, man, it's been a roller coaster of, of emotions. And I had this conversation with my wife, and I said, hey, you know, this building, now that we're in the demolition phase of it, mm-hmm. it's like peeling back a, a layer of an onion. That building has been remodeled several times over the, it was built in 1850. So mm-hmm. you got to think it, it has undergone several remodels from probably from lanterns mm-hmm. to oil, to gas, to electric. Yeah, so, you know, right. it, 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 you know, it's from, a, from an outhouse, you know, from an outhouse to a mm-hmm. uh, porta potty to an actual <laughs> bathroom. So it, right. it, it has undergone these transformations. So, mm-hmm. But when we got down to the bare walls, we found the original locations where the fireplaces were. Wow. Which is cool. I found 78 cent. Now, what's important about the 78 cent? Mm-hmm. I two of the pennies, one was a, a 1970 penny. Mm-hmm. We found a 1962 dime. Mm-hmm. And this is just think about it though. Mm-hmm. 70 penny? That's that penny is 50. Four years old. Uh huh. If you in in theory, so yeah. we found that. But what what we really got excited was, as we began the demo, um, there was a wall that was covered with a two by four mm-hmm. that was covered with another wall mm-hmm. that was covered with drywall, four layers. Okay. When we got to that bottom layer. Mm-hmm. And we removed that that wall, and I saw the two by four, and we mm-hmm. removed it. Mm-hmm. And back then, it was a real two by four, two inches by four inches mm-hmm. lumber. It wasn't like the, the nominal stuff, size, not that the they stuff use. today. One and a half by mm-hmm. three and a quarter. They, mm-hmm. it was real two by four. We found some original mm-hmm. wallpaper. Wow, the original wallpaper. So I was like, wow, and it was mm-hmm. in still good condition. It had been covered in mm-hmm. theory. If and and it's. We don't know when it went up, but let's just speculate it went up 30 years after the home was built. That still puts it at 150 years old. Mm-hmm. So we know it's old. Mm-hmm. I couldn't date it. I, you know, I wouldn't go that far, but I know it's mm-hmm. more than 100 years old. And to have that part of it brought back to the forefront, because I'm assuming you're going to save it and put it on display. Yeah, we saved it, and I did some better. I uh, We found it all over the, the house in serious locations. Mm-hmm. I even gave some of the Joliet City Council little snippets of it. Because okay. my way to say, hey, you know what? You guys voted to let me take on this project. It was a, you know, they, they only had a little stake in the land. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. the support of the city is important to have collaborations. It's important to have people who back you and see your vision. And Mm -hmm. it's important for the community that we're all on the same page. Mm -hmm. So I gave them little, little remnants of that wallpaper, various different from the houses and, one of the councilmen, she is just elated. Oh my God, this is so Mm -hmm. old. Let's, let's just pivot real quick here. I mean, uh, some of the benefits of community development, I mean, development. I mean, to inspire a community to come together for such a project. Because you got to remember, when you're talking about city council, you ain't talking about yes. just on the east side. Correct. You're talking it's about city council members from the, all over Joliet, from correct. all different communities and stuff, correct. that are joining together to help make this project come to fruition. Correct. So that is remarkable in itself because, see, like you said, with having that, 
connectiveness with just you passing out that little bit of yeah. of that uh wallpaper, wallpaper yeah. and yeah. giving it to each other have so that they got a piece of history. Correct. Literally. Correct. You know? And, uh, That's got to be inspiring. And I'm not going to take credit for that. I think the Lord dropped that in my spirit to do. And mm -hmm. I told my wife about it. And she said, well, let's frame it. And she printed out labels for the mayor. And for mm -hmm. and it, it, it was something that I believe the Lord dropped in my spirit to do so that they can have an attachment to the process and to the building. Make it personal. Make it personal. Now you're part of that history. Mm -hmm. And I shared that with them at one of the council's meetings. I said, by voting to allow me to have the land that the building sits on, mm -hmm. you just made history. Mm -hmm. So uh, that process was lengthy, but they did that. So to your point, we have mm -hmm. to have, you know, everybody has to have, a, have some skin in the game and work together Mm -hmm. in order for this project to grow and be successful. Mm -hmm. but because the benefits of that is mm -hmm. once it is successful, which mm -hmm. it will be, the city benefits from it, the mm -hmm. neighborhood benefits from it, the people who are visiting benefits, everybody wins. Mm -hmm. No, There's no losers at the end of the day. Yes. And yes. so that's my, that's my goal. Because now, like you, you mentioned, everybody. Now, as we look at society today, it's always been different barriers between different uh, races, religions, Correct. Correct. ethnicity, and all these different things. But the key to the future, if we're going to survive in this world, is going to be getting along with your fellow brother. Correct. Whether you agree with them on everything or not, it's going to determine, survival is going to start determining on that. That yeah. you 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 build these relationships with people that's not like you or different cultural ideas and different things like that. Because like you said, when you come together and work for one common goal, everybody benefits. Yeah, and and as I think I was telling you earlier before we start to to uh record, but the sign went up on the building. Mm -hmm. And uh a Latino young elderly woman, she I would couldn't aid it, but she was an elderly woman. Mm -hmm. Out of respect for her, um, she was walking by, mm -hmm. and she stopped. And and in my mind, <clears throat> I said, "Oh wow, here we go." <laughs> <laughs> and she's looking at the sign, and she's staring. And I waved at her, uh -huh. and she started applauding. And I thought, "Wow, that's pretty cool." Mm -hmm. And but what stuck in my mind is what she said. Mm -hmm. She said. It's about time we are getting something done. Wow. We. And so she could have said, you getting it done. The city's getting something done. Mm -hmm. She said, we. Yeah. And that, that made me feel like, okay, we're on to something. We are mm -hmm. on to something. Um, that museum, as I explained to the mayor, you're probably going to hear me say this a thousand times. Mm -hmm. The museum is just the tip of a spear. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what that is, is that it's just going to open so many other doors that people are not looking at. If I have the vision come to fruition that I see uh, come to pass, is that the museum is going to draw people from all around the country. Mm -hmm. All around, I believe this. And the simple it's a simple formula. People will come to travel to see mm -hmm. the museum. Mm -hmm. They're going to get hungry. They're going to need a place to eat. Then they're gonna have. Then that means we have to get a a restaurant chain 
a real restaurant to come into the community. Right. And keep the dollars in the community. Mm -hmm. And then after they've eaten, perhaps they don't want to get back in the car. They're going to need a place to sleep. Mm-hmm. Now we need a major hotel chain to come in, a com- in the community, not, mm-hmm. not on 80 or on back in Romeoville or, on, or off the highway, in the community on mm-hmm. the east side. Right there. Right there. And wow. then once that happens, after they ate, slept, they got mm-hmm. sick. Guess what? We need more urgent cares on the east side. So you're talking about, you're talking about the benefits of social Economic growth for everybody. For everybody. Just buy one museum. Just buy the mm-hmm. tip. It's a deeper, it's deeper than the pretty artifacts and the history of us. And that's, don't get me wrong, I love our history. Mm-hmm. So they're going to get all these benefits. They're going to learn about the, the ways African Americans serve and they're going to be able to share that experience and mm-hmm. stay in the community and do it. I mean, Doc, you remember a couple of episodes ago when you talked about. Uh, down there in Chattanooga, and you said the uh, the mayor at that time wouldn't put a statue yeah. in the middle of nowhere, and yes. how he did that over twenty, what you said twenty plus years ago, and yes. now that that statue there is surrounded by all kind of economic development, starting yes. with that one pointed statue that he put put in the middle of nowhere, and everybody mm-hmm. like, well, why are you putting that there? Because yes. of the vision that he had of what it could be and what it yes. can be and what it eventually became. And, and that's it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's good. And he called it Enterprise South. And it was a water fountain just in the middle and of a street that was in the middle of nowhere out in desert land. And now Volkswagen is out there. It's a hospital out there. All kind of contracting divisions surrounded Volkswagen. It's a railroad system that runs through there now. It's new highways. And now, you know what I'm saying? And now people have moved here from around the world. So it just looks like a, a little Chicago or a little Atlanta. Our traffic is just the same now. <laughs> on the Don't get on that. You know what I'm saying? So he he had a vision. And a, and a pe- people could probably could not see it to build that big, humongous water fountain and call that street that name. Mm-hmm. Man, like I say, nowadays, man, he's bought billions of dollars and he's touching the world right here with that. So, man, <laughs> yeah. love it, love it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so see, like you said, by putting this museum right where it's at, wow. Like I said, it's a, it could be a sign of everything that you just mentioned, Luther, about yes. all the social economic development. Because we know on that side of town, in some of those areas, it's struggling for yes. social economic development yes. is struggling for that. The resources and, are not there. The re- mm. and, and it's not drawing the people. Yes. Which which brings me to another point. I mean, once you get to the point of, okay, it's now ready to be seen or it's ready for people to start coming in, what are you expecting people to draw from it? You know, that's, that's, a, that's a very good question. I think I would want people, one, to, once they enter the mm-hmm. museum, I want them to exit the museum knowing something that they did not know before they came in. Mm-hmm. And that is, one, African-Americans have served, and I take the word, Americans with African descent, that's the proper way, but have served mm-hmm. in every uh, engagement that America has had. Mm-hmm. So we've been in every conflict, starting with George Washington, you mm-hmm. know, the first Rhode Islanders, you know, 
everyone heard on Christmas antics, but we have been there. So I want that'll be one to know that wow, I walked in here not expecting mm-hmm. to learn something, but I learned something mm-hmm. about what the roles African Americans played. Two, that I will want them to exit no, learning about some key figures of Will County, of Joliet, mm-hmm. African American figures. Mm-hmm. I will want them to know once they leave, there are resources here. I want, I believe that with myself and several other friends, I want a resource center second to none. Mm-hmm. As if you're going to, I envision you can come to this museum, it's just like you went to the Library of Congress to look up something about African Americans who mm-hmm. a database, books, mm-hmm. microfish, whatever it takes for them, for a person in high school or college level, or just someone finishing their master's degree, and they want to know about what we've done. Mm-hmm. We have that that resource. I tell you what, I want I want to interject this. Putting all that stuff together, the resources to collect that info. Have you ran into some things that uh, I don't want to say failures, but some challenges that you you had to overcome in order to keep the project going? Because see, when you start talking about bringing in all that kind of resource. It's that's not like you go down to Google and say Google Correct. send it over. Correct. That requires a lot of intense work. And have you ran some challenges that like just almost made you say, "Well, man, I don't know if I can go another step further." Well, n- not challenges, but there are some doubtful days. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because it's not a straight line to, to success. It's yeah, not a straight line. There, there are some doubtful days. You know, early on, there we we um. We had some some, and and I don't want to call them. There were some issues where when the city, and and rightfully so, because the building has sat for three years mm-hmm. prior to them allowing me to lease the property from them, the 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 city just wanted to make sure that that this is a viable idea. Mm-hmm. So that that was some challenges there, mm-hmm. but you know what? It wouldn't be if it wouldn't smooth. I would be more afraid now. If everything was so smooth, uh-huh. I would be more fearful now <laughs> than it would, you know, like, hey, this is too easy. <laughs> it ain't nothing supposed to be that easy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, but as far as challenges, as far as that, no, not not really, not yet. I mm-hmm. think I know they're coming. Mm-hmm. I, I, I could tell you this, that as we began to really say we're going to do this, the one challenge that anybody in any business anywhere has. I was just going to go next. What about outside of the, the museum out, project? Anywhere has it is that word money. That's the challenge. Mm-hmm. If you get enough money, a lot of the challenges ain't challenges no more. <laughs> 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 <They're> just, <laughs> tell me about it. They ain't challenges. Oh, yes. Because if you don't know how to do it, you just pay someone else to do it. Uh-huh. That's, a, yes. that's a simple fact. <laughs> I mean, Doc, what, what do you think about that? Oh man, I mean that's that's irrelevant. The the Bible says <laughs> money answereth all things. Exactly. And so, you know, when there's a problem, <laughs> you know, and it considers money, <laughs> you know, if you got the money, it'll answer the problem. And so it's just it's it's a known fact. It takes a lot of stress out of a lot of buildings, a lot of construction, a lot of everything. Putting mm. things up to code or whatever need to be done. If mm-hmm. I got the money, if I can cut a check, it that takes a lot of lay away a lot of stress. Oh, yeah. So that's real. I mean, that that's a revelant, a powerful message within itself. Yeah. You know, it's just that's just real. It takes you money. know, because you're gonna run into challenges that's gonna take money. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when it's your dime. 
And Correct. when your sweat equity, and when it's your labor, when it's you know you exhausting all your resources, man, you want it, you want it to flow back in. Correct. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yes. And and, so, and, uh, and you know, go ahead. Yeah, and see when we run into and see just in life, I mean, uh-huh. I mean, if we want to segue to that, I mean. When we run into different things, when you have a vision, you're going after something bigger than yourself. Correct. Because like I said, if you can do it within your own power, well, your vision ain't big enough, I heard. Correct. That's You know what I'm saying? Correct. So, but when you got to go into that realm of your vision being bigger than, and the impact that it's going to have when you're done, you yeah. know, it's going to take some money. It's going to take some resources. Correct. And it's going to take some important people with influence too some collaborations you can't you can't you know i i learned early on that many hands make light work it's just a it's, oh wow it's just a simple form mm-hmm. many hands make light work you can't be that that stuck on oneself that you're not willing to listen to oh humility right humility and ideas and i learned on that that where there is a vision I believe this wholeheartedly that, and I talk to a friend of mine all the time, where there is a vision that is of God, he will make provision. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I could speak on that. I can speak uh-huh. a Sunday service on that Amen. within itself. Take your time. We got time. Go ahead. <laughs> but, but, talk about but, it. You know, that he will <laughs> make provision, you know, where there is a vision. So, uh-huh. and the, the, the beauty of it is, the beauty of it is, uh-huh. if you can accomplish your, something yourself like you said if it's a vision and you can do it yourself was it really you know because god, god, god it has to be almost impossible so that god can say son watch this and then you get out the way and everybody know well he didn't do that they ain't gonna say it but they know it he didn't do that <laughs> he, <laughs> they he gonna didn't, know it he didn't accomplish that uh-huh. even if that accomplishment is putting you like now i am sitting here speaking with you not mm-hmm. by accident yeah, I don't believe in accidents. I don't believe that you and I bumped into each other by accidents at a at a MLK function. Mm-hmm. And so this is part of that provision that God has given me to speak to you and my brother here on Mike. Here, it's, this is part of that provision because someone else is on the other end hearing this. Yes, and they're going to say, "Wow, I I had a vision just like that. I had a." A, a, a something I wanted to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And now I'm hearing this brother take on Goliath. You know, I'm the David in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Take on a Goliath of a, of a project. Mm-hmm. It can be done. And so, but it ain't going to be done in my power. It's just collaborations. It's, it's a lot of faith. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's being able to see those things as though they were, even though you can't. Hebrews 11. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Mm-hmm. The evidence is the part everybody gets stuck on. And mm-hmm. it messes your whole psyche of what you really think of. The evidence of things not seen. So let me say, since I can't see it, but the evidence I got is because I can't see it. But that's, I mean, I got it? Yeah, that's faith. And it messes up a smart person's mind. Mm-hmm. So I, I believe that this museum is ordained, it is commissioned, and 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 it is going to be the 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 catalyst or the the conductor to get to help get the east side, the west side, and Joliet back in back into the mix. Mm-hmm. I believe it, it was. It, I could have put this. I could have been asked to put this museum anywhere. Mm-hmm. Why Joliet? 
Exactly. Why, why, why walk in Sandy office and here's a building? And it's the second, and I don't know if they argue it's the first or second. Let's just say it's one of the mm-hmm. oldest standing buildings in Joliet. And it's just not an ordinary building. It's not an ordinary building. It's just not something someone built three years ago. Mm-hmm. And the history of the building, just, just to segment off a little bit. Go ahead. George Washington Cassidy owned the building. He was a realtor. He was into land. But he also owned the land that the old Stateville prison is built on. So here's, here's the ironic part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we know African-American incarceration was always higher than other ethnicities. That's just a fact. You know, we were always locked up more. Mm-hmm. So here it is now. A black man owns the building that a guy who sold the prison land to, to build the prison to lock black people up. So now I own his property. So <laughs> it's, I'm telling it, you, it's kind of one of those. Wow, look at that. Mm-hmm. You it's, know, it, it, it's, it's not just something like you said that just happened. It's, it's just it, it had to be correct. preordained before you Way even before thought I, about it. Correct. But you accepted the call, and then you walking it out. Yes, yes. You accepted the call and walking it out, and then like you said, it doesn't go in a straight line. No. So it it, it comes at a point to where it helps you to grow. Correct. Also. And then, like you mentioned earlier, I just, I just want to reiterate, the message that you're sending out on this podcast right now, Mike, DJ, and Da, this message that you're sending out right now, when people tune in and hear this, if they're sitting in their bedroom, riding in their car, walking on a treadmill, walking in the park, listening to this podcast, saying, wow, I had a dream to do something with that great of an impact that would change the lives in my city, if God can do that through him— he can do that through me too. Absolutely. That's that was the point. If if he, you know, if if he can bless me and 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 you just have to be obedient and listen and 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 put put like it, it often well, how do you know God talk? Listen, if God really wants to talk to you, mm-hmm. you think he can? That's right. <laughs> That's my That's point. Right. You know, it, it, it's not you don't always have to be sicken or stricken down. Sometimes yeah. someone else can come to you. And just say the words. And you know that, nah, I've only had that conversation with the Lord. I tell How this person know? I tell you what. We have seen in many instances in the Bible. Correct. Where God sent messengers. Correct. And it was up to the person that was getting the message to receive it. Correct. If if we look at Gideon, he Correct. sent him a messenger to let him know what he was getting ready to do. Correct. Which was monumental. And Gideon didn't want to do it. Nope. He didn't want to do it because he said, wait a minute, I didn't see what's done happening in the past, this circle. Yep. And you telling me that I'm the one that's supposed to take them over the top? Correct. But he sent him a messenger and he eventually accepted it. And what happened? They overturned the Midianites. Like I said, I don't want to get into preaching right now. Right, but, but I tell the, you what, it's, but, but it's, it's the, the same, same basis. It's the same concept. It's the same basis. Yeah. God can send you a message from a messenger. You just have to yeah. receive it. You know, I was watching TV this morning. I wake up four o'clock every day. It's okay. just I don't use. I just wake up four four thirty, and I often try to you know not disturb my wife, get out the bed because mm. she's like, you be running around the house and pots and pans be going all. So <laughs> now I got a Keurig. I can hit the button, the coffee can make, and I and I can do it quietly now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I was watching. So you guys familiar of with the seventeen eighties, the the series eighteen eighty eight, seventeen eighties. These old series talked about the mm-hmm. migration mm-hmm. of other ethnicity coming to America, getting land and starting their families, whatever. Mm-hmm. 
this dropped in my spirit this morning. I ran and I and I woke my wife up. She said, "Dude, it's six o'clock in the morning. What are you, what's wrong with you?" Mm-hmm. I said, "You gotta hear this. I gotta tell you this because I'm gonna forget it." Mm-hmm. What I saw by watching this program said to me. Because one of the scenes in this program, they were walking through and there were some buffaloes being skinned. And mm-hmm. it was these these individuals being mean and, you know, and it's a little statement he made. He said, we have, we're indated with, with blacks and Mexicans and this. We just wanted our way. And what dropped in my spirit is I said to her, have we really accomplished anything? How we, uh, we we're pushing a boulder up a, up an incline. Mm-hmm. And, but have we even gotten anywhere? Because when you think about it, I said to her that the influx of people trying to leave other countries to come into the United States mm-hmm. for the basic necessities of life mm-hmm. is similar to what we have back when they were, when people were coming from Europe. They want to come over for a better life. Mm-hmm. Through all the shootings and murders on the west side, where I came from, the south side of Chicago, all around the city, it's similar to what they had in OK Corral back in the day when mm-hmm. you can walk down the street, somebody to blow you away. OK, who cared? Mm-hmm. I said the the racism that African-Americans experienced back in the day in the early 1800s. Mm-hmm. No, we're not being hung or beat or system, but systematically oh. some things are still happening. Yes. Yeah. We have laws on our side now. Mm-hmm. So I said we've come a long way, but have we? Mm. have we and so she said well, what makes you why are you saying all this i said this is why that museum is important mm-hmm. this is why we have to make sure we do it right mm-hmm. that we lay the foundation so that when i'm dead and gone that that museum is still functioning mm-hmm. and that someone that came through it read something they leave out and they become someone better than what they were before they entered. Mm-hmm. And that dropped in my spirit this morning. She's like, so you watch a Western and all of a sudden you're a prophet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, said, I said, no, but it it is all it it all kind of equated to the same thing that's happened today. Mm-hmm. What we have a have a lot of people trying to get into the country, just like they did in the early 1800s. Yep. We have people being murdered and killed for no reason, mm-hmm. just like they did in the early 1800s. We had blatant racism against African Americans and other cultures. Mm-hmm. Same thing is happening in 2024. It's the same thing happened. Mm-hmm. So how have we really evolved? It's just like we just kept changing the sheets so, on yeah. the bed. We're still wet I, in the and, bed, but we're just changing the sheets. I, I, and I, I I hear you, and I I agree with a lot that you you bring you brought up there, but I also want to say it's it's some small, I want to say small places of progress. Yes, and and there's a lot of work yet to go. Yes, and I want to say a lot of it's contributed to what happened during the pandemic. Yes, is because some a lot of our issues that we were saying was not being heard. I want to say to those that were in power. And when the pandemic came through and there was all those protesters in the street, right. protesting in the street and the bullhorns and all the mm-hmm. different things, it shed some light on some people that I think touched some hearts of people that was usually overlooking it. But here's the next step. Here's the next step. The next step is not only to protest in the streets with bullhorns. We got to get some people in the boardrooms. Yes. 
We got to get some people in the boardrooms where the decisions are being made. Because if you're not where they're making decisions, you the result of decisions being made. You know, I, I agree with you. Um, I just think, you know, and, and I and I know when pe- someone talks to me, they say, well, I don't like talking to him. He's a Debbie Downer. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that. It's just mm-hmm. that when you've been, when you grew up the way I, where I grew up, but, you mm-hmm. know, I, I listen my mom said, you go to school, get your education, go to college, get your degree, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. I heard the same one. Same thing. And, and we've done what we were supposed to do. Right. But as you know, as I sit here, once you, back then, it, the big push was get a high school diploma. Mm-hmm. Then when we, as people start to get a high school diploma, oh, hmm, get associates. If you get a college degree, you get two years, you can become a cop, you can join the police force, mm-hmm. you can do so many things. Oh, yeah, yes. Then we start getting associates. Hmm. Nah. Now you got to have a four-year degree. That bar... Keep getting pushed. Keep getting pushed. Keep getting pushed, yeah. Then we decide, okay, let's get mm-hmm. bachelors. Oh, wow. Hmm. Black people are getting bachelors now. Hmm. Let's move that bar up again. You need a master's. No problem. Then we started to get master's. And now it's almost you can't get a really decent job unless you're a PhD and it costs more than your house do. As far as all that the the loans in the college. More than your house do for a PhD. So you're just like, at what point will the plan and now here's the here's the thing what I said to her. Mm Mm-hmm. I am appreciative. I have it, and and being pro. Let me say this: because someone is pro black, mm-hmm. does not mean you're anti white. Okay, and, and and that's I agree with that. Yeah, does not mean you're anti white because I have some white friends, brothers and sisters that will probably take a bullet before for me, other before some black people mm-hmm. would. So have I. Yes. So it does not mean you're anti white. Mm-hmm. And to point out issues that are serious to you does not mean you are diminishing or downplaying issues that are serious to other races or ethnicity. So mm-hmm. I just want to put that disclaimer out there. I don't sure. want people to think that, ah, oh, he don't. No, I love everyone that 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 that's supposed to be loved. Let's say it in that vein. So, but to, to see that unlabeled playing field so long, mm-hmm. it's discouraging. It, yeah. It's discouraging. Mm-hmm. This is why I keep harping on we have to do this museum right. We have to get it right. We have to get someone out there. And I told the young lady on Channel 2, the CBS broadcast we did, mm-hmm. that there are some people out there that can write a check tomorrow morning and fund this whole project, and it wouldn't even make their bank account move an inch. Yeah, That's the power of, of, of this podcast and CBS News and people like yourself and people like my brother here on the channel, getting the word out, collaborations, mm-hmm. and working through all the the problems we have mm-hmm. makes it, makes this fight worth it. There you go. You know, mm-hmm. makes it worth it. Uh, makes all the things that I experienced throughout the life worth struggling to get this project done. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand that it ain't going to be, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be fair. The playing field isn't going to be level, mm-hmm. but that shouldn't stop you. And uh, who's ever mm-hmm. out there listening that has a vision or a dream, perfect. You know, a book that I read, and it's a simple book. It's mm-hmm. called The Art of the Start by Kamasaki, the rich dad, poor dad guy. The okay. Art of the Start. 
that book may not mean anything to a lot of people, but to me, it became my mantra. Whenever I want to do something, I had to start it. I have to start it. Now, he probably going to come out with a version called The Art of the Finish, but, <laughs> but I had to start it mm-hmm. because that start to me now made that vision or dream. It's no longer a, a dream. It is, it's not only a, a daydream. It's now an action. Mm-hmm. It's, I put, it, it's putting that faith to work right away. Faith mm-hmm. without works is dead. Oh, yes. So I say all that to say this. The museum has all the things I've done throughout my life, all the problems I've experienced, all the oppositions, all the great things I've done, all the people that I've met. God has ordered my steps up to this moment now to get this project done. I and tell you what. That's that how is, I feel about it. That is, that is great. I tell you, we're going to take our last break here. Okay. We'll be back with There It Is. And also, we're going to let you come back and and let us know how people can support this. Absolutely. Moving forward after this break here. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Hey, and today as we get ready to wrap up our show, uh, we heard about vision. We heard about faith. And we, we see it manif- manifesting. And in Proverbs 13 and 22, it says, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And today, as our brother Luther has shared his vision, his passion, and what he's doing, you know, um, he's truly setting an example of a good man leaving an inheritance. Because this will be able to be legacy, not only for him and his family, but for the city and the state in which he's in. And we wanna encourage those that, um, that, that have a vision, that have something, a burning passion and desire on the inside of you. Wherever there's vision, you gotta connect vision to faith. That's the next step and that's stepping out. And faith, you know, like he mentioned, faith without works is dead. So that means you gotta implement something. You, you, you got to put some sweat equity in it. You, you, you got to sacrifice. You know, you got to be willing to put your money on the line if you really believe in what God has showed you. Because vision is not eyesight. It's divine insight into the purposes and plans of God for, for your life and for you to leave a, an inheritance for your children and your children's children. So you want to be able to tap in so what God has put on the inside of you and, and, and manifest it, give it some legs, give it some feet. So don't, don't so you don't just talk about it. You, you, you are about it. You're being about it. You represent everything that you're speaking about to where it, it becomes a part of who you are, your vision, your identity. And like he said, this podcast, him connecting with Mike and, and here, Doc, down in Tennessee, it's called Destiny Helpers. On our journey, because faith is a walk. We walk by faith, and there, and here you go, and not by sight. That's vision, but divine insight. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Glory to God. Sometimes you got to walk alone. You know what I'm saying? But here's the thing. As long as you're walking it out, exercising, working, implementing, God will send those destiny helpers, people that will wake up with you on their mind. Because the scriptures say, give and it shall be given. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Watch this. Shall men give unto your bosoms? 
Your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. But you got to manifest it. You got to sacrifice. You got to sow. You got to give. You know what I'm saying? You you got to make, you got to walk this thing out. And as you walk on your journey, glory to God, because he leads us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He'll connect you with your destiny helpers. People that have been sent along your, your, your journey to help you and to support you. And some of you are in a good season right now of good things are happening in your life. Glory to God. Don't think it's strange. You have sacrificed. You have sold for this season. Glory to God. My, my, my. And, I, and there it is. I'm going to leave it right there. Glory to God. All right, Doc. Amen thank you that. for that. There it is. Thank you <laughs> yes, for that. Sir. There it is. We want to take this time to thank Mr. Luther Johnson of History on Wheels for joining us on the Mike, DJ, and Doc show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And if it's something you want to leave with the listeners, how they can support you, how they can find you, and and uh, your fundraiser that you got coming up in March, help you get some yeah, of those funds. Definitely, definitely. So we have a website, historyonwheels.org. If you go to the website, you can go under events. You can find all the information about the gala. So we have a fundraiser gala, 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 I don't know how you say it, but we have a fundraiser gala, and uh, it's March 23rd. It's from 6 to 10 out here in Joliet at the Claremont Hotel um, off of Larkin and 80 for those who are local. Uh, but all that information is also on the website. Uh, you can you can order tickets. You can make donations. Um, we're also tweaking this website every day. I'm getting more people asking me to add things. So it's going to be a section where you can leave questions for us. We're, we're making it real user-friendly. Um, but for now, the gala, you can find us on historyonwheels.org. Uh, all the information about what we do, the organization, how long we've been around. And we're also getting ready for June 19th, which is Juneteenth. Uh, we're gonna, that's going to be our groundbreaking day at the museum. So all the politicians and somebody who say they somebody's going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're going to do a groundbreaking. Although we're working on the museum now, I think June nineteenth be a good day to commence commemorate the uh, the building uh, to the city of Joliet. Mm -hmm. You know, I, like I said, it's it's for Joliet by Joliet. You know, and and mm -hmm. although we're in Will County, it's for Will County by Will County. Mm -hmm. So whomever, wherever you at, it, it's for you. And that's uh that's pretty much it. I I appreciate you having me on and give me a few minutes to talk about my vision, the passion, and. Something I just I do it naturally, so it's 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 not work for me. I tell you what, we we so glad that we had you on, and we and tell you right now, this is not the last time, and I will be contributing to your cause. I'll be oh, contacting you, and I want I try to plan to be at your fundraiser. Oh, too. perfect, love to have so, you. So yes, because see, like I said, we when we get projects like this, we all need to chip in. Yes, and I I definitely plan on doing that. Thank you. So we thank you again, and so on the next time. Tune in to the Mike DJ and Doc Show. Talk to y'all soon. Be God bless. Be Thank you for listening to the Mike DJ and Doc podcast. If you have any questions for the show, go to MikeDJandDoc.com. And we want to leave you with this. Matthew 25 and 40 out of the Good News Translation. The king will reply, I tell you, whenever you did this for one of the least important of these followers of mine, you did it for me. So we want to leave you with the question, am I helping at least one person? Thank you for listening.